Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, party people? Welcome to the AfterBuzz show for Killing Eve Season 3. I'm your host, Erica. Um, unfortunately, Delia is not here to join us, but we're still going to do the Killing uh, Eve showdown. So, um, welcome the super, super duper newest fan ever of Killing Eve, Mia. <laughs> Hello, I'm so happy to be here. I literally love Killing Eve. As I said last episode, this is my first show um, for Killing Eve with After Buzz, but I'm obsessed. I binged it in like one week when we first started. Um, when this whole pandemic started, I was like, this is my go-to show. I've been wanting to watch it forever. So clearly I love it. Um, it's amazing. Well, because- all right, so this is episode two, Management Sucks. And let's start off with what were your overall thoughts on this episode? So my favorite part of the episode was Eve throwing the can of Coke. <laughs> when Carolyn came to talk to her, she just like threw it. I was like, this is a whole mood. Like, this is how I feel about this whole episode, this season so far. It's like a slow burn and I'm getting frustrated, but I also like can't help but like just be pulled in just like Eve. I like keep coming back for more. I like want to know what's going to happen. So I'm excited for it to pick up, but I think they have to kind of set the stage for everything. So um, I'm excited to see what's to come. And also I think it's really cool to see the parallels to of Eve at the end of the episode or in the beginning of the episode finding out that Villanelle is still out there and she's killing and then um, Eve at the end or Villanelle at the end finding out that Eve is alive. I think that's pretty cool that we see the parallels like book ending the episode. That was awesome. Yes, I agree. Uh, for me, it was a bit of a slow, <laughs> too slow of a burn. Honestly, it's like, it's, I don't know, like I, it's cool to like have guesses that are right, but it's also like, boring. you were so, so right. <laughs> It was kind of boring. I was like, I'm too right. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I need to send them some notes. I can't be right all the time. This is too much. Even for me. Um, so yeah. So what's interesting? Let's start off with Kenny's funeral. Oh my god. That was like uh it was so interesting to see uh Eve and sort of her interaction with Kenny's manager, although we don't know it's a um, his manager at first. So what did you think about her sort of showing up to his, um, not actually his funeral, but his, uh, yeah, his what, wake, I don't know um, whatever they do when, uh, when they have, they get together and y'all drink and have fun. After yes. That yes. thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's it called? No idea. And once <laughs> I find the chat, I'm sure somebody in the chat can tell me, but what, yes. What were your thoughts about that? Uh, so I, okay, I don't know if it's just me. I may be so wrong, but I was like, there's definitely some sexual tension. Maybe there wasn't. I don't know if that's out of hand, but I was like, what's going on here? Like, it's weird. He's kind of like teasing her in this weird way, but I, I was kind of for it. Like, I, I like him as a character, I think. But then later on in the episode, he kind of starts giving me weird vibes, which I have theories. We'll get to that. I don't want to jump the gun. But um, 
yeah, kind of interesting that she did that. Uh, but I mean, Eve is like wacko right now. So I'm also not really surprised at all. But yeah, the whole funeral was just, um, I thought it was, it was like cute. I love seeing the baby pictures of Kenny. I wonder if those were real. I don't know if you saw them when they have like, right. all the yeah, pictures set up. Right, yeah, it was so adorable, yeah. I was it's like, crazy. oh my God. That was really nice. That and the fact time. that he listens to S Club 7 on the toilet, I was like, oh, Kenny, I love you. We're, we're a Kenny fan right here. Huge fan, still love him. Rest in peace. Okay, all right. So I wasn't looking down, people. I was trying to find the chat on my phone. So shout out to Missy and Bradley. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, okay, so a couple things. One is something about that, uh, that <clears throat> the editor, and I'll have to look up his name, you guys, for next week because I don't really remember. What was his name? If you remember, let me know. But uh, yes, he like gave that. me like straight up Idris Luther vibes. Yes. Go Eve. Eve is about to get some chocolate. So that was nice. Uh, so that was interesting. Although I assumed initially that he like worked with MI6 or something. So I was like, why is he following her around like that? And then, um, so I think it'll be interesting to see, because I think maybe there's more to this newspaper than meets the eye. Because why are they yeah. all of a sudden, like, I know they're, I guess, good journalists or whatever, but, um, but you know, you know, so that was interesting. So now we see in the bathroom, this sort of interaction between Audrey, uh, his sort of like, I guess we found out this is his love interest, so to speak. And I don't know, she was so cute, but girl, do something with your head. And then we see an interaction. I'm thinking the same thing. I didn't want to say I'm it. Sorry, like I loved her. Like I thought she was adorable, but I was like, I, I feel like she's it. trying to make her hair look too messy on purpose. Like that's too much. You could just I mean, like clean it I mean, up. I mean, <laughs> I mean like I'm here to tell you what's under here is quarantine. My hair is looking crazy, so I have no shade intended. This is from one crazy head parachute to another. Girl, let's let's. We we need better hair hairstylists out there in these streets. Okay, YouTube girl, I, YouTube. But she was really sweet, and um, and it was interesting because I got the kind of vibe from her that I do from Nico. Like she not really know what Kenny was doing. She you know I don't know. Like they had all these cute pictures, but I wonder if he shared with her what he really was looking for. Yeah. But what were your what are your thoughts about Audrey and specifically kind of the, I don't know, she's in the bathroom bawling and Carolyn comes in there like, oh God, really? Who are so you? It's <laughs> about that interaction. I, of course, so Carolyn. Carolyn is just an icon. I just, I'm realizing this more and more. I mean, we are news from the beginning, but this is really right. her season to shine and I'm very excited. Um, I think what was fascinating too was later on when they come back and they're taking the walk and the stroll and she's explaining anything, everything to her um, that she knows, but I don't know. I'm curious to see if she'll be a recurring character or if it was just a one-off thing, but I was just, I was just kind of like, meh, she's fine. Yeah, what do you think? Interesting. I mean, I hope they do more with her because sometimes it's like, okay, don't waste my time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it'll be interesting to see kind of where they go with her. I feel like she's, I don't know. She was trying so hard to be so mousy so mm -hmm. hopefully there's something there that's a little bit deeper because it's like yeah. if the other people on the paper are sort of like these hardcore, let's find out who killed Kenny type journalists, then mm -hmm. maybe this will be, maybe she'll be part of that same squad and we'll see. 
Yeah. Uh, so that was really interesting to see. And, uh, and it was interesting just to see how Eve interacted with all of our friends from the past. <laughs> now, how did you feel about Carolyn's daughter and the scenes that they showed her and sort of her sort of disconnect with Carolyn and how she's just like so happy to see the Russian guy and all of that? Right? She's just, I, I really didn't know what to think of her. I feel like she's one of those characters in every scene. Maybe it's just because the show is like kind of this thriller, mystery, crime. We're just kind of on edge at all times. And we're like, who done it? Like who did what? Who's on whose team? But she's the daughter, clearly. But I, I get this vibe that she's not fully good. I don't know, or maybe she is. But every scene I felt a different way about her. And at first I was like, oh, she's so sweet. And then I was like, she seems like, I don't know, too... And maybe it's just because just juxtaposed next to Carolyn, she's way more emotional. But I was like, something is just off. Like she's just throwing me off all over the place. And I'm so mad about that magnet. That magnet killed me. The one that Constantine gave her. And then, and then she right. put it on the fridge. Ooh! I was like, girl, get it together. Don't you know what your mom does? But And then Kenny was part of it too. So I'm like, where does she fit into this like spy family? See, this is why like, I'm like, I don't trust anyone. And I also don't know how to yeah, I agree. I mean, for one, it was like, okay, like it was a little too obvious with the magnet. So I was like, okay, clearly. <laughs> yeah, what is this magnet? And I'm like, sweetie, you live in London. Why do you need a London magnet? I'm just going to say like, you're, that's what where is you're this? from. But, <laughs> but it, it is a nice gesture. So I'm glad you appreciate it. So that was one thing that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so with her, she just seems so... Um, I don't know. Honestly, just irritating. Like I was like, oh, she's so thirsty. <laughs> she's, she's back again. I mean, I understand she's grieving or whatever, but I can see where Carolyn was like, let me just eat my sandwiches in the car because I can't deal with her. Um, okay, so as we go through and kind of now that Kenny's dead, we're sort of seeing where everybody is again. So again, we cut back to Villanelle and her new luxurious, you know, condo in Spain. And she gets a drop by from Constantine. So how is that? <laughs> I have big theories. But then again, I feel like uh, unlike you, Erica, like you are the queen. You can predict everything. I always make up these wild outlandish predictions and they never happen. I mean, they seem to me like they could be real. But my right. thing is, I think, well, and I kind of already knew from the beginning, I think this kind of, this episode proved it. But Constantine's a bad guy. Like we went through this whole thing where like, he, him and Carolyn were cool and they were like old friends and their pictures together but like I feel like they're part of the same team but there's good and bad and like Carolyn is good and he like there's just something about him and I feel like this episode really showed it and I think he was the one who I, I don't think he killed Kenny but I think he has some part in it and I think that he and again, I'll refer back to this conversation. I think it was last season that really struck me when him and Carolyn were sitting at the table talking and he was like, give me the address. I need to see my family. And she was like, you know, I can't do that. And he was mad. And he was like, well, what if it was the roles were reversed? And she was like, I don't know. This is, I don't love Henny because something could always happen to him. I think that was foreshadowing what's all going on. And I think that he has something to do with it. But anyways, okay. Him showing up with Villanelle, different story. I guess it's all one and the same, but I think that Villanelle and him have such an interesting relationship and I love seeing them on screen together. But every time it happens, I know something bad is coming and I don't know what he was there for, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah. 
whew, a web. <laughs> very true, very true. Okay, so um, speaking of Villanelle, so Villanelle gets her first sort of um, like test case or whatever. So if you want to be a keeper, you got to learn how to babysit, girl. So mm. we, we see her with this young 19-year-old and she's supposed to teach him the business of how to kill. Uh, it doesn't turn out well. So uh, what was interesting? Well, a couple of things were interesting. In the scene with her and Jeshka, it was interesting to find out that she basically, the whole thing with the paprika was a tribute to her, which I thought was like kind of cool because I was like, it was kind of, why did you put paprika in her mouth? Yeah. So that was, <laughs> that was interesting, kind of a little backstory that I thought like kind of made it make more sense because I really thought that that whole mess, that whole murder last last episode was a little messy out. yeah but to see that she was kind of you know kind of do, doing something a little cutesy with it mm-hmm. makes it make sense so how did you feel about her whole her management skills Villanelle kills me like sometimes she's funny and I like laugh like okay this is just getting old like what are you doing you're crazy so when she said raw I thought that was like so funny because you know they've been using that for all the previews and I was like oh we finally got the moment it's nice but I I think she was I don't I'm like how is she as a manager I think she's exactly what I expected her to be like she's messy she's a little bit messy and I was shocked that she killed Felix at the same time I wasn't and it reminded me a lot of like it paralleled um last season with uh the little boy in the hospital who is next to her. Right. So I don't know. It's like, you think she's going to get close to these people. And then she's just like, boom, bye, you're done. Uh, but See, I, I don't think, okay. So I agree with you in that. I think she did get close to him, but at the end of the day, like he messed up the kill. So instead of just making it quick and easy, he's uh-huh. like covered in blood. There was no way she was going to get him out of the house at that point. So that's, that's why a she, real good point. That's what I was like. I was like, she got to kill him because he's covered in blood. He's choking a person. He's like living his best life in this murder. And now you're all bloody. How am I going to get you back in your clown outfit? Like, what are you doing? You're ruining everything. So it kind of made sense to me. You know, I think she yeah. did have a funny moment with them, but clearly he was a bit more mentally disturbed than we saw in the, in the first clip. That is so true. You make a point. <laughs> Because he was like, okay, what are you doing? You're just sitting here making a mess. Like, it was just crazy. So yeah, that was disturbing to see. Yeah, so that was the part where I was like, okay, she. I felt she had to kill him. Not saying that she wouldn't have anyway, but mm-hmm. I do feel like the moments before where they were talking about loving someone who doesn't love you back, I think genuinely she was um, touched by him to some extent. Yes. But, you know, like, you're not gonna let yourself get caught because this fool is covered in blood. Like that That's was true. Crazy. I'm surprised that- she even let him go off alone to do it. I was thinking that when she was like, bye. Like I get his training, but I'm like, what if he like left, you know, a fingerprint or something behind? And clearly he did. He left more than a fingerprint. But I just was like, this is odd. She just let him go off. I wonder if she'll get new trainees every episode until we stick with well, one. I think what'll be interesting is if she kills the trainee, because that's what I kind of thought when Constantine showed up. He's going to be like, girl, you messed up that one. That's what I True. thought he was going to say. So um, it was interesting that he did it. So one thing, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if she has any repercussions, 
you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, yeah. I think this is going to impact her vision of what her job is going to be. Obviously, yeah. her visions of promotion. And two, it's like, you messed it up. You know, like, you ask the thing as a manager, when you mess up, it's all on you. So, you know, now that you killed them and everything's messy, it is sort of her fault. So it'll be interesting to see how, where they come down on that. Yeah. Uh, so... Speaking of management, because the title of this scene is man of this episode was management sucks, and so that mm-hmm. was sort of like the throughout. So we see Carolyn in this really uncomfortable meeting, like the day after Kenny's, uh, you know, funeral or whatever. How did you feel about that whole scene and interaction? So I feel like now at this point I'm a little biased because when I was looking for news and gossip, I found this article that talked about like the emotions of women and how they grieve and how like. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't really, I haven't really attached a personal feeling to it yet, but the article is talking about how like she can grieve in the way she wants to. And if she like wants to go back to work and like do all that stuff, it's not too soon. And it's just like the expectations of mothers in society. And I thought that was an interesting take. I don't really know how I feel about it yet, but I was, I was like, this is normal for Carolyn. I, I, I just feel like, of course she'd come back to work. Like when, when was it? Is this, is this a week later? I don't even know when this is, but she came back soon. She should be on leave. So I just thought it was fun and I love the unbuttoned um the unbuttoned shirt and how she literally sat there and was like, nope, this is how it's supposed to be. Like it's fine. Yeah, I love that. I'm like, she, she big like, mood. I like it. I like it. Now what? <laughs> big mood. Yeah, I thought that scene was really interesting because I think although, you know, they're like, oh, you should be on leave, you should be grieving, you should be whatever. I think ever since uh that guy, okay, you guys, next week I'll be better with the names. Ever since he came back or whatever, he, now that he's sort of her supervisor, he was always going to do her like that. So yeah. she was never in charge of the meeting. It didn't have anything to do with Kenny or the funeral or whatever. And I think mm-hmm. she kind of, you know, I mean, I think that's his excuse now. But I think had, you know, it not been Kenny's funeral, it still would have been his meeting. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because he was over her. And I yeah. think that's one of the things, you know, one of the fallouts from Rome she's not quite adjusting to so I yeah think that'll be an interesting one and I really like the scene of her in the car oh where, so like, she good was crying, you know like you finally see her tear up in her own kind of like stoic way so that oh. was amazing what did you think dude her acting is incredible this might be one of the most the, the best scenes I think in Killing Eve so far like just from an acting standpoint she was right. incredible and I love like it, it was such, it was like the perfect pacing of tears. I know that sounds so weird, but it was like, they were welling and welling. And like, she almost cracked when she said, when she had to say out loud, like the death of my son. And that was when like, they, the eyes were really just watery. I was like, oh, she's so good. And then I also like just this, the arc in general with her in this, in this episode, not even the show as an entirety, but in this episode, she goes from like no emotions, you know, at his funeral wake, whatever we're calling it, because we don't know, um, there, and she's like, yeah, he commit suicide, like, straight up to Eve, like, he did it, to this, literally in the car, it's, like, seeing her, like, be, as you predicted last week, like, so unemotional to then being emotional is awesome, I just, I absolutely loved it, she's totally gonna avenge his death, exactly what you said, too, I, I'm with you now, I'm with you, you literally know everything, I'm like, yes, but it was really interesting because that was her thing. She was like, I can't investigate it. I can't be tied to it. I can't, you know, but it's my son and I can't even go after really who killed him or whatever. So that was a really interesting 
uh, a very interesting twist. Or not interesting. He's going to find a way. You think yeah, he's going to find a way? It was an interesting twist because, like, I already said that's what she's going to do. But <laughs> I did feel like her acting was amazing. I was really impressed by, you know, kind of like when she finally did break down, how she mm-hmm. broke down. Uh, you know, so I thought that scene was an amazing scene. So uh, before, you know, we finally, so we get another scene between Carolyn and Eve. So Carolyn goes down to Eve's dumpling shop. And every time I see Eve in there, I swear I want dumplings. Like, I'm I know. I'm like, and more importantly, I'm like, I kind of want to make some dumplings. I'm right? like, order them. I'm like, I can still do it. I can do it. But yeah, so. It's so we, um, Carolyn come there and she's, you know, she's talking to Eve. And Eve is kind of like, I'm over you. Uh, and, you know, so what, what were your thoughts? What did you feel about that particular scene? It was, it was a classic Carolyn Eve moment. And again, I loved her throwing, just throwing the Coke can and just staring at her. And Carolyn's like, all right, getting to the point. Um, that was so funny. And um, I just think she, she knew what she was doing. I knew, I think Carolyn knew she was in going to get what she wanted from Eve in that moment, but it was setting it up for her to like then come back and find her and say, you know, like, I'll do this with you. I don't think she was expecting it at the house clearly, but I think she knew sooner or later that Eve was going to come back and like do this because well, she see, cares about I, Penny so much. Right. I thought that she went there and was like, okay, I want you, you know, to help me or whatever. Um, and then he was like, I don't, you know, you're not my manager. I thought that's why she pulled out those pictures. She's like, Eve is back. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, sorry, Villanelle is back. Yeah. And that's what she thought was going to get Eve to like come back into the camp. And Eve was like, nah, I'm still good. Cute <laughs> <laughs> photos, but let me get back to my dumplings. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I get paid by the hour up in this joint. So I got to go back to dumplings. And so I thought it was a really interesting scene because as you mentioned, the whole how Eve reacts to learning that Villanelle is, you know, still on the prowl or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just suppose that with how Villanelle reacts to finding out that her her shot didn't kill Eve, that Eve is still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and how kind of she almost has a physical, oh, right, they both have a physical reaction because then we see Eve throw yes. up. I was like, mm-hmm. what's she going up for? I'm like, are you pregnant? <laughs> the dumpling? Are you pregnant, <laughs> pregnant my Nico? Like, I'm confused. Like, I know it's upsetting, but- That'd be the craziest plot twist. It would be for so many crazy, silly reasons. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the whole point was, because later we see Villanelle and she seems to be affected physically by the news. So I guess that was their point. Because I was like, she's throwing up. That was a little over the top for me, but I get yeah. it. You're, you, know, you, you upset to learn that your girlfriend is out there murdering people. <laughs> so crazy. The whole thing is just wild. <sighs> okay. So, so, she watched, uh, so let's talk a little bit about um, Eve and the newspaper people. And how they basically like just call her up on Penny's phone, which was hilarious. What were your thoughts on that? I thought that was adorable. I thought that scene was super cute. I was like, it was. I'm telling you, it must just be my inner desires coming out. But when they started blowing up Kenny's phone when she was sitting at the bar, I legitimately thought it was going to be Kenny. 
somehow getting a hold of Eve saying, I'm alive, duh, I staged this so we could like, blah, blah, I don't know. I don't know what, but in my head, I literally thought it was gonna be Kenny and I got so sad when it wasn't. I was like, oh, these fools. But then I was like, okay, this is fine. We need some new characters, season three, let's amp it up. So that was fine. But I'm telling you, I think there is a plan in the office because when they were going back and forth and they were like, why did you hire him? Or Eve was like, why did you hire him? And they were like, we're not talking about that. I was like, are you guys bad guys? Like, what's going on? Do you know something we don't know? Kind of like you were saying when we started this after show, like you're like, do they know something? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. I just feel so confused. What about you? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I felt like it was a really interesting um, interaction. So when she goes to the newspaper and to me, it was so interesting because I don't know if it's from the dumplings or the drinking or whatever, but they just seem to kind of like, bumble their way through Eve, right? They're like, okay, well, yeah, we didn't know. We just guessed, girl. We assumed he was in here. His phone was sitting on a table. Who else would have took it? So then, and so she's like, oh, okay. And then they're like, okay, well, you you let us open the phone and then we'll give you the drive. And then she gives them the phone and they're like, well, actually the police have a drive. So I'm looking at Eve like, girl, girl. do better. <laughs> do better, girl. Stop drinking. Stop drinking because you should oh not be God. falling for this. You're a professional. They're just like, it might have been you right I'm like I'm like okay how are you how are you getting you know bamboozled by the fat boy like stop it girl stop it but um you're killing me but but however though I say that but then not so much the kind of um you know the nerdy co-worker or whatever but the manager of the paper, there is something very MI6 about her, about him. Because to yes. me, I was like, the way he's been walking up to her the whole time, he feels like she knows something and he's been already sort of halfway casing her. So I mm. do feel like who's to, who knows really who's behind this newspaper? You know what I'm saying? Who really knows? Like he, he lets people investigate what they want and he says this and this. But his actions, I mean, I guess he is driven and they loved Kenny and all that. Mm-hmm. But he does seem like there's a little bit more to him, at least the manager or the owner. It does seem like there's a little bit more to him than meets the eye. I will say that. I agree. For sure. For sure. And and it was so interesting. I mean, I'm not sure. Like, part of me is like, okay, are they really these bumbling idiots that are just like tripping Eve <laughs> up? Or is this yeah. an act? I don't know. Like I'm 50, 50. Part of me is like, okay, maybe they're just spies pretending to be stupid. I don't know. (laughs) Or whatever. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see, or maybe this is going to be the basis of her new team. So it's going to be her and them kind of reporting into Carolyn, you know, like kind of a Mm -hmm. revamp of, you know, seasons before where, Mm -hmm. but now instead of her trained people, she's going to have these everyday you know everyday folks that are kind yeah. of going to be in it so it'll be interesting to see uh kind of where they go with that sort of yeah good storyline that sort of so that'll, be, that'll be that'll be interesting to see so we didn't see yeah. any any nico today and <laughs> villanelle you know she still ain't getting us so that'll be interesting <laughs> she has she, she didn't have a love interest and what what we of. still don't know about this wedding i'm waiting i'm like are we just they're probably I, mean, just I guess, leave I, that, I guess they, they broke up, girl. I guess she was like, look, you know. But how did she literally her. go from Eve, like killing Eve to this this woman? Like, when did this happen? How did this lady know she was a killer? I'm fascinated. I want to know more. Maybe it'll be a spinoff. 
who knows? Maybe. I mean, I do feel like Villanelle is very loose with her relationships. So That's true. Like one minute, one minute we cool, the next minute we live together, and then the next minute I'm off to another country. So that part true. I I do agree. I wonder if any of her, you know, if I wonder if her her uh, wife will pop back up or her wife's money when she needs. Yes. Um, that too will be interesting. Uh, you know, so that was kind of, so, so it's kind of interesting to see how they, how they get together. Now, again, I think there is some question on the whole thing with Constantine because Mm -hmm. he's still kind of in, in the mix of everything. Like I was kind of a little surprised, like, why are you at the boy's funeral? Like, I know you and Carolyn used to like smash or whatever, but I was like, you're (laughs) like on the other side, right? You're like on the other side. So that was interesting too, that he even went to the funeral. So I was like, okay, why is he there? And everybody acting like, that's okay. Yeah. What's happening? I hope we find (laughs) out next episode. (laughs) I have so many questions now. This generated even more questions than me. I know, I know, I know. I know, I totally agree. I totally agree. So (laughs) <laughs> okay so finally um so now this is my question for you since we're, we're getting down to the end of the episode so when eve goes to carolyn basically at this point for help because she's been bamboozled by the people at, at the newspaper um the word. so what are your thoughts like do you think she would have went to carolyn no matter what or do you think she went to carolyn because she knows carolyn can get the drive from the police That is a really good question. And I'm processing it all. I'm like, I I think she would have gone to her anyways. I just think she's always going to find her way back to Carolyn. And I think she knows that Carolyn will get the job done. And she wants to know as badly as Carolyn. And they're the only two who care that much. Do you know what I mean? Like Eve can't do this alone. And like you said, she's basically being bamboozled by the newspaper people. She doesn't know their motives. Do they even right. care about Kenny? So it's like you find someone else who who's relating and grieving the same way as you. And then you're like, let's do this thing. Like, let's lock it in. So. Yeah, I agree to an extent. Like, I feel like she was motivated, at least in this episode, by needing something from Carolyn. Yeah. And Carolyn Tyler was like, okay, what do you need, girl, for real? So I think <laughs> that was part of it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. at the end of the day, the, the people at the newspaper, they're not going to be able to, to get it for you. So I still feel like they're going to be her, um, they may be her new team. But mm-hmm. it was interesting that this finally pushed her back into you know because I think even this episode she started off again like you know like oh I'm not gonna go back to it I'm you know the reluctant hero thing it's like okay come on get with it and so then um finally sort of with the push from the newspaper people because you know the owner was kind of like oh so you really think he killed himself you know I think he said some things that kind of spurred something in her and that's what kind of pushed her and the fact that Carolyn can get her what she wants yeah so she'll be like be working with both yeah exactly yeah. and it'll be interesting to see if you know if carolyn actually like comes off the rails this season <laughs> i'm excited for this ride i can't wait i'm on board i'm locked in let's go i know exactly exactly all right so let's do our um special segment first right oh yes. no, 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 i'm sorry or, or I guess, or, yeah, I do know. your special Let's, segment. Let's do, do it. Special segment. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, okay. So, today, our special segment, 
you know, we'll call it women who kill or whatever. Um, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so this one, because I had been doing mostly assassins, but I found this article um, that actually indicated that the creator, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, um, she created Villanelle's character based on a actual real-life prisoner named Angela Simpson. Okay, mm-hmm. and she said what kind of, because she said when Angela Simpson was, you know, going through trial and they were showing her trials and stuff in TV. She had like such a girlish, you know, quality and she would just like be laughing and joking and stuff kind of like Villanelle does. Uh-huh. And so, uh, you know, so that was really what drove her to kind of, you know, make this wow. dark character also be have this kind of light girlishness about her. And okay, so Angela Simpson is a Phoenix woman who freely admitted in jailhouse interviews to committing one of the most gruesome murders in Phoenix history and will spend the rest of her natural life in prison. She basically, um, she lured a, uh, (laughs) she lured this man into her home and he was disabled. So he's in a wheelchair. She lured him into her apartment with promises of drugs and sex. Once there, she tortured him, killed him, dismembered him, and then set his body on fire, like behind a garbage truck, behind the garbage uh, canister or whatever. Um, And actually, she was so demented that because he was in a wheelchair, she actually gave him a mirror so he could watch himself, watch her as she beat him and stabbed him and pulled out his teeth and and whatever and all this. So she tortured him for... I know, basically. She tortured him for three days, and then, um, <clears throat> you know, and then I think she sliced his throat, and, like, she did a whole bunch of different things. Now, what is interesting about Angela Simpson, outside of her just being crazy, was how she acted, and I think this is where the creator got her inspiration from, was how she acted during her, um, <clears throat> excuse me, when she was interviewed by the police. So the police were like, okay, you know, um, you know, she was like, yeah, I beat him to death. I killed him and then I cut him up. And then uh, she said she would have, you know, she, 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 her only regrets were that there was another, you know, robber that she didn't get a chance to kill when she had a chance. And then she, she oh. said she felt, oh, this, yeah, this was a good one too. I'm sorry, my quote here. Um, Neely, uh, basically he was a snitch and he got what he deserved. And she didn't like the idea of people in her family living in a building where there were snitches. So all of that to say that, you know, snitches really do get stitches in her case. (laughs) And then uh, what was so crazy, really at the very end, (laughs) she had no remorse about killing him. Um, But at the end of the day, she was okay with getting life in prison because she said a lot of her family was in prison. So she was okay with going to prison with her family members. And they were like, oh, okay, you know, do you regret it? Do you feel like you would um, ever kill again? And she was like, you know, uh, (laughs) basically her response was, would you kill again? And she said, if the opportunity opportunity arises, I hope so. This is like very Ted Bundy esque. Like 
Yes. Being like, what's up? Snitches get stitches. Right. And she literally was like torturing people. And then there was like this armed robber who lived up the street. And she was like, I just didn't have the time to kill him, but I should have taken the time. So she is a very interesting character. And she's the basis of our lovely Villanelle. So thank you, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So coming up next, you guys will be our news and gossip. Yes, I like my device. Iconic. So news. Thank you. Vocally trained, you know. Absolutely not. So um, our producer Bree actually found this article. It's very fun. It's in Cinema Blend, and it's basically talking about how Killing Eve actually mirrors Grey's Anatomy, which, as you know, Christina Yang plays Eve was also in Grey's Anatomy. So uh, it says, Villanelle's promotion within the 12 is actually mirroring Christina's journey in Grey's fourth and fifth seasons. Also, I've never seen Grey's. I don't know if you have, but this was interesting. I maybe. never have, or not have, like, <laughs> like once or twice. Like, not enough, I'm not really a fan. But go I ahead. really need to. And if you guys are watching in the live chat, let us know if you you might know more about this than we do. But I still find it very interesting. So it says, when Grey's, Anatomy, when Grey's Anatomy's fourth season began, the original cast of interns were promoted to attending surgeons on Seattle Grace. Christina is given her own slew of interns who she immediately um, dismisses as idiots. What's more, Yang doesn't even learn their names. Instead, she assi- she instead assigning each intern a number. She ends up being a pretty awful teacher for the next two seasons as Christina's personal ambition is her driving force. Sandra O, oh, everybody. Woo! Yes, okay. so there's parallels, yeah, like, which is cool. That does not inspire me to watch Grey's Anatomy, I'm just going to say. But <laughs> I'm clearly a far darker person, so that's probably why. All right, yeah. shout out to the people in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, we appreciate you guys really for sticking with us, even through quarantine times and for making yes. us yes of the TV talk so thank you so much because we love it that you guys are here and certainly yes. comment like subscribe send some comments because like I'll be home so I'll respond um yes. yeah comment for us both and before we get up out of here let's do some quick predictions yes okay so I think and now I think you're TV oh sorry <laughs> Ooh. Oh. so <laughs> sorry I was like oh my god it was a great to meet Houston. We have a problem. Um, okay. Right, sorry, sorry, guys. Okay, so I think Villanelle and Eve are going to reunite. Will it be next episode? I don't know. I mean, they killed Kenny in the first, so there's no telling when they'll just throw them together. I think they should because it's been moving slow. And then I think Constantine, um, if we're going to find out that he's bad, it's coming. That's my predictions. All right. I agree. I mean, I think Constantine has always like been mostly bad. <laughs> I think it would honestly be shocking if he was good. Yeah. Um, so sure. yeah, but I also, I think part of the issue is I think we still don't know who the 12 is. So I fundamentally believe that some of the 12 are actually within government and probably, you know, Carolyn's boss as well, honestly. So um, I think you never really know whose side anybody is on. I do think that Villanelle and Eve are going to clash sometime soon, but I think it's not like they're going to run into each other. I think maybe Villanelle will kill somebody again, and I guess Eve will be tracking her or, you know, however that works out. Um, So I think that should be interesting. Um, So yeah, and I think, actually, I think 
Carolyn is going to go more and more off the rails. So I feel like right now she's she has things, she's upset and she's grieving, but I think she's eventually going to go more off the rails um, as time progresses because I think she's going to become more and more vigilant about finding Kenny's killer. I'm ready for it. And I totally agree with you. I think that would be interesting to see because I think someone, if it's not if it's not Constantine, then it might be the editor. But I think someone close to Kenny was mm-hmm. part of the people that got rid of him. Someone's planted part in that of office. Group. We know it. Exactly. It's, it might be that little fat, goofy friend because it's always the one you least suspect. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us here again next week. Same place, same time. So Mia, where can everybody find you and what would you like to promote? Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter at Hot Mess Mia because it's always a hot mess over there as I always say, treat my mind. I'm on Instagram at yours truly Mia because I write, I also make content. Um, and I'm also on the Insecure After Show which is right before this, I think two hours before this on Monday. So you can check me out there. Ooh, cool beans, so jealous. All right, <laughs> you guys, I am Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all of my social media at E-R-I-K-A-D as in door, Edwards. Ciao for now, folks. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.